eyes peeled, everyone. Welcome to 14 Yards Fantasy Football Podcast. of the full 10 yards fantasy podcast you are joined by me your host david davenport and as ever we've got in the room rob and james rob how are you doing yeah really good david um it is hot man yeah. <laughs> uh, we're recording this uh yeah and uh, it's been a really hot day and i've just spent the last hour or so in the garden and had to jump in the shower before jumping on this because uh it was not a pleasant sight or smell so yeah it's uh sticky yeah, yesterday was like the, the warning day, and then as soon as I got in the office this morning, it was um, it was aircon on first thing at half past seven, and then it, I got lulled into a false sense of security. It, the aircon was holding up quite nicely throughout the day, and then it got to about three, four o'clock on a Friday afternoon at work, and you can feel yourself nodding off. It was uh, it was a tricky one for the rest of the afternoon. But James, how are you doing? Um, in pretty much the same state, heart and sway. I can, if if you if, if my microphone's strong enough, you might be able to hear the thunder going on in the background over here. So yeah, any of those rumbles, it's not that I haven't had my dinner. It's just that there's a bit of thunder in the air around here. <laughs> yeah, well, there seems to be a theme with uh, thunder on this podcast. When we were recording with uh, Chris Robin a few weeks ago, we had uh, some mega thunderstorms going on in the background as well. So um, maybe it's just a stormy podcast. It's very dramatic. Maybe that's maybe that's. Uh, Maybe it's symbolic. So this is the part two of the full 10 yards mock draft. We recorded last week and we did the first half of our PPR Superflex League. James, how are you feeling that your draft's gone so far? Uh, confident. I'm just going to leave it at that. Even with <laughs> your zero QB strategy in a Superflex League? <laughs> I st- tr- trust me, it's going to come all right in the end. Well, we will put it to the Twitter poll once we've completed and we will see if they agree with you. Rob, how are you finding your team so far? Uh, as always, I'm, I'm, I'm winning at life. Um, no, no, I, I, really, I really think my team is, is all right. Um, it's pretty good. I'm satisfied with it. I think it's a, a championship calibre team. Yeah, and that's, it's the thing drafting against AIs and each other. We're we, we starting to know each other. We know who we're likely to take at yeah. certain points throughout the draft. And uh, Rob, particularly, we were doing a, a best ball draft today and we're both on the turn. So I'm picking at 11 and, and you 12. Uh-huh. And I knew straight away he was going after it. Do I take LaVisca <laughs> now or is, is Rob going to take him the pick after me? So um, it always helps having that edge on the competition, knowing each other. But without further ado, it is my turn on the draft at 9.12. And... We've got to start the show in the way we need to go on. It is time for... <laughs> Always Jarwin. And I feel like it's time to double up on tight end. Oh. Ooh. A, a double tight end turn. Sounds like a yeah, really fancy play in a, in a playbook there, but yeah, I'm going to go for <laughs> a double tight end turn and select TJ Hawkinson as well. He was the 1.8 overall player in the draft, in the real NFL draft last year. Didn't quite work for him in Detroit last year, uh, as it never does seemingly for for rookie tight <laughs> But I think with Matt Stafford's back healthy, he's in for a big year this year. 
and he will complement Blake nicely in my team. And then we go over to you, James, at 10.5. Who have we got? Now, I'm in a quandary because there are, there are a few players where I feel like it may be a reach, but um, maybe not enough to think against it. I like the idea of Big Ben here. It is a bit of a double up with Juju, and I'm starting yep. to feel like that's the way I'm going to go. A lot, of, a lot of the players that I still rate and I think are great value at this point are all running backs, but I already have four really solid options, and I am sure one of them is going to keep coming round again. So I think my quarterback three, being Ben Roethlisberger, feels like quite a win in itself. So we're going to double up on Steelers and prove that that is the team I support. I love it. And that takes us back to you, Rob, at 10-10. Who we got? Yeah. Um, this is baffling to me how, again, this is like you were saying earlier with the rookie drafts, but Michael Pittman and T Higgins have gone off the board already. Obviously, I drafted Brandon Ayuk. So that's three rookie wide receivers off the board. Denzel Mims and CeeDee Lamb have gone as well. So that's five rookie wide receivers off the board. And I'm sitting here and I'm looking down the list and way down at ADP one or wide, uh, yeah, ADP one ninety is Jerry Judy, who for me was the best wide receiver since OBJ from college. Maybe uh, you know he Jerry Judy was special at Alabama. And there's no you know no two ways about it. And yes, he's not landed in the greatest of spots in Denver. It's still a good spot, and we've just discussed. I've got Drew Lock on my team, so it's a nice little uh, nice little tandem that I'm going to pick up here. So yeah, that's my pick. I'm going way down the list, but I am going to pick up Jerry Judy because I think it's a fantastic value down here. Definitely, and this is where the ADP on sleeper. Has its quirks, shall we say? So great, great value there. And we see, oh, Laviska. Laviska's got Laviska. How good to do you about that, Rob? Um, yeah, I've, everyone knows my love for Visca, but considering I've got two rookie wide receivers and a sophomore wide receiver, uh, I don't know whether I'd be picking another rookie receiver right now. But yeah, that is disappointing because he was obviously a late round stash for me. Um, again, Looking at the wide receiver options, um, I am going to take another wide receiver here just to pad out my room. Um, let me just check. I haven't missed out on anyone here in the other positions. Um, there are a few running backs that I love in PPR. Um, I've got, obviously, I've got Zach Hertz, but I do like now a Fant as well, but I don't want to go too, too heavy with Denver Broncos. Uh, so uh, with that in mind, I'm going to draft who I believe is the wide receiver one on their team. And that is Darius Slayton from the New York Giants. Couldn't agree more. I think he's in for a massive year this year with, with Daniel Jones as his quarterback. And great value. Great value at that position. And we've seen our first defense off the board. I will just double check that to make sure that I'm right, but I can't see any going earlier than that. At 11.6, the New England Patriots defense is gone. I think they're not going to be the, the defense one this year. They were no. incredible last year. And I think that is a, a reach for for Team 6. So shame on you, Sleeper AI. But, our first <laughs> defense off the board. but will that start a run? Let's wait and see. James, are you going defense with your 11.8 pick? No. 
let's 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 make let's make that one clear. It's, it's very much a streamer position, so it will go to the end, if not off the end entirely. Um, so. Looking, looking at my roster at the moment, I have Michael Thomas and Juju at wide receiver, and that is it. So my wide receiver room is looking healthy and bare at the same time. Um, now, the options, after saying that the wide receiver depth is quite big, this sort of middle rounds is where it gets a bit dicey. So the two guys that I'm going to sort of debate between here are Marvin Jones and Golden Tate, who I both think are wide receiver twos on their respective teams. You've got Kenny Galladay in Detroit and, as Rob's just taken, Darius Slayton in New York. Now, I think both of them will have their good and bad weeks. I'm going to pick Marvin Jones on the basis that I think he tends to be slightly more consistent over basis. Marvin Jones is always one of those guys who, when you're in the draft, you're thinking, oh, yeah, there's that guy, but he's just a two, so I'm going to leave him until later. And then when you get into the season, you just keep creeping up on the points every mm-hmm. week, and you're just there like, He's quite a dependable guy, actually. So I'm going to pick him just so that I have a little bit of breathing room. Let's Marvin Jones and get it on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're going to have a musical drop for a different player every week at this rate. (laughs) Alexander Madison last time. Who's next week? (laughs) Don't get me started. We can make that a thing. We can have a different musical, different (laughs) week. All the players. Yeah, that'd be my dream. So... At the turn again, at the back end of the 11th round, I need to bolster my quarterback room. I've gone for Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford, who I believe are going to be great options this year. And there's so many great options available still left. Oh, don't do it. I know what you're going to do here. I want this pick. I want this pick. (laughs) I don't know who you think I'm going to pick. I know who you're picking. It is the 2015 MVP Mr. Cam Newton. Was oh, that no. No, 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 no. That's fine with me. Carry on. Well, I might go double quarterback now just to... <laughs> <laughs> just to double my chances. If I was to say Joe Burrow? No comment. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not going, I'm not going double quarterback there. I need that would more... be your quarterback four, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need some more running back help here. And... I think this would be a potential pick for you, Rob. I absolutely love this pick here. I can't believe he's still here in the 12th round. Jordan Howard, I can't press draft quick enough. Yeah. Great, great pick in the late rounds. He's, he's always a go-to player when you get later on um, because he's a starting running back. Um, you know, bottom line, he's, he's better than Matt Breda. I don't care what everyone says about Matt Breda. Look at the stats. Jordan Howard has done it. He's, he's a yardage king and I think he's going to get fed the ball. So, People are sleeping way too late on, on Jordan Howard. So, yeah, a great pick at the end of the drafts. And then we'll see after James's next pick whether it was Joe Burrow that you're eyeing up. So, James, who have you got at 12.5? <laughs> Joe Burrow? No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. This, I've, I've been on an iron of this for a few rounds because I've no, I'm not the highest on the rookie running backs this year, but Cam Akers and DeAndre Swift are still there. And my... Acres I struggle with just because I'm not I've not got much confidence in the Rams offense at the moment in terms especially the running game. I think that's quite a crowded backfield and I think I'm gonna struggle. DeAndre Swift, everything I've seen from Detroit seems to suggest that they've run out of patience and carry on. 
and I don't think carry on will be a carry on for much longer. Oh, so it'll be a cling on. I think they are going to swiftly move on. Oh. So <laughs> I'm trying to think of another one for a hat trick, but I can't. So I'm just going to say I'm drafting DeAndre Swift. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Sc- Sc- Scar Scar No, I'm trying to get a Bo Scarborough in there, but um, would you believe it? Uh, I think there's some reaches. There's there. a difference. There's a difference between succeeding and trying. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least Tim will be proud of the. Well, the ones you've come up with. Uh, we've seen <laughs> a couple of defences go. We've got the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys. Again, I'm not sure where those picks have come from because um, they're, they're not the top three for me at all. Uh, are you going defence here, Rob? No. No. Um, no. What I will say is, though, James, on the um, on your last pick, DeAndre Swift is, is a top 20 running back in PPR for me. So... Uh, very, very good pick and was definitely on my radar for this next pick. Um, now, what I will say here is um, I am going to stick to my – I am going to stick to it and I'm going to draft Joe Burrow because uh, I've got two quarterbacks, Drew Locke and, and then Josh Allen. But um, I think Joe Burrow has got a really good opportunity to come in and carry on his college career. And if he doesn't, then who cares? He's my third quarterback. I can throw him back if I want to and stream an option for my bye weeks. But why not? I'm going to take Joe Burrow and, and see what he offers. It was Joe the, Burrow. <laughs> the difference between your quarterback room and my quarterback room in terms of age is incredible. I think if you added all three of yours together, you would still be a lower number than if you added any two of mine. Or just Tom Brady on his own. Uh, however i do think i did read a crazy stat that isn't joe burrow older than potentially joe burrow is older than drew lock and josh allen i'll bet that at the end of the show but i think joe burrow is like 24 and the others are like 23 maybe i don't know well is is it is it darius guys that is still crazy young as well and there's, there's players coming in the draft younger than him yeah. Oh no. So uh, here we go. So Joe Burrow's twenty three, Drew Locke's twenty three, and Josh Allen's twenty four. So there was there was a qu- quarterback who's been in the league like two or three years who's still younger than Joe Burrow. I'm sure I heard that somewhere. So your three quarterbacks add up to seventy. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm just checking to make sure they have installed the stairlift in my QB room. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, is it my pick? Yeah, it, it is. Uh, it is. Sorry, I've been whiffing over my um, quarterback. So, uh, sorry, let me just uh, take stock here. So, I've got two. I've got three quarterbacks. I've got one, two, three, four running backs and four wide receivers with a single tight end. Hmm. I think looking down the board. I love Naheem Hines. Oh my God, I love Naheem Hines in the PPR league. Um, but I've got Jonathan Taylor, so I don't really want to double up on indie running backs. Um, wide receivers, just looking down the board. Nikhil Harry's interesting to me. He could potentially be the wide receiver one in New England, but I just don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Uh, Golden Tate. Mm. You've already got Re- you've already got Slayton. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, well, I am looking at the rookies and I know I've got a lot of rookie and second year. Well, I've got only rookie and second year wide receivers, but I'm going to continue in that vein and pick up Justin Jefferson. Um, there's obviously a vacated role in Minnesota because Stefan Diggs has left town. Uh, we know Kirk Cousins can throw the ball. He's consistently throwing over 4,000 yards every season. So, um, yeah, I, I like the pick of Justin Jefferson. Definitely, and considering that he's leaving Stefan Diggs' targets behind, I'm not saying that he's going to go into that offense and be Stefan Diggs, but he's got that potential to. And mm-hmm. Adam Rank says that he is the most NFL wide receiver, NFL ready wide receiver heading into this draft. Really, he does. I'm surprised. I'm surprised he said that over Judy, to be honest. But you know, but, each to their own. But here we are. He he's got a firm place. Like, name me another Vikings wide receiver. Adam Thielen. Okay, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That was the one that you walked into. I think think the guy you were were expecting the answer to is Oliver E.C. Johnson. (laughs) Yes, I I asked. But you you asked the wrong question. Yes, okay. So you get a stupid answer. Wide receiver one and wide receiver two. And Jefferson. Who was the wide receiver three in Minnesota this year? So I love E.C. Johnson, I think, at the moment. Is is Tajay Sharp there? He is there. Yeah, I think Tajay Sharp might be the three. But yeah, your point is very valid. There There is a big... Diff, big drop from um, from the two wide receivers in in Minnesota for sure. Yeah, so he's, he's certainly going to have his target share, and like you say, with Kirk Cousins, he's he's a lot for for four thousand yards. So they've got to go. To... Well, depends if you believe what the fan video says. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you seen this where where the Vikings have yes. invited the um, the fans to finish off the uh, TikTok brilliant. with it's <laughs> throwing it, and then one fan just shuffles underneath as the ball goes well along. If you haven't seen it, just go just generally go on Twitter on anything NFL. It's been everywhere, yeah. but it's still even now raises a smile. It's like yeah, you, it's they asked for that and it delivered. <laughs> I I berate Twitter sometimes, but well done, people. <laughs> and James, while you're on the mic, thirteen point eight, who've you got? Right. I've mentioned him before in this and I'm going for my second tight end. My tight end six and someone who I think in PPR is going to be quite good because I think he's going to get quite a lot of targets um, because of Ed TV, there's not many wide receivers who are really allowed to play on that team at the moment. So I'm going Dallas Goddard. Um, with Jeffrey starting on the pop list, uh, Deshaun Jackson starting on the naughty step and Jalen Rager just generally starting, um, I think Ertz and Goddard are going to see a lot of work. And I like the idea of Goddard in thing to worth noting there are two flex spots and a super flex those two flex spots are wide receiver running back and tight end so i'm quite happy on some weeks to put gutter in as one of my flexes in that sort of tight end two spot with mark andrews and certainly in the week in week eight when andrews isn't available gutter i'm quite happy to just slot in there yeah and i've annoyed myself a little bit here by going for that double tight end turn at nine and ten when players you've seen who's available haven't you yeah when dallas goddard is is still available at at 13.8 it's it's annoyed myself a little bit and worth noting yeah exactly hayden hurst is top of that tight end tree as well at the moment oh you're killing me 
Haydenhurst available at the end, well, what is effectively now, because you're on the turn, would have been round 14. Mm. I've, uh, I've gone too early on tight ends, and the Eagles threw 45% of their targets to tight ends last year, so there's certainly enough to feed Ertz and Goddard in there. And I could have got value a little bit later on. I don't want to triple up at the tight end position, even though, like you mentioned, James, we've, we've got the ability to start multiple. So I believe that we should always be looking to fill those flex spots with running backs and wide receivers where possible. But having said that... <laughs> <laughs> what else is there? I, I nearly went Preston Williams then, crikey. Uh, doubling up on the, the, Miami, the Miami wide receivers would have been uh, the boldest of bold moves. But for me, he's a field stretcher. He's gone to a new offence with two glove Teddy and we're going to go Robbie Anderson. I think it's just a new new chapter for him in his NFL career. He's the the Panthers are going to be playing from behind a lot this year and I think he's he's up for a big big challenge. So yeah, Robbie Anderson is my 13.12 pick. And is it time for a defense? Is it time for the first human defense to be selected? <laughs> yeah, all the rest of the defenses are robots. I don't think so. Uh, like you mentioned, there's the possibility yeah. here of grabbing people like Akers, but with McVeigh coming out this week to say that they will be deploying a Shanahan-style four running back by committee backfield. I don't want to touch that with a barge pole at this point. So I am going to be selecting James Washington. Let's go for it. So it's going to be him or Deontay Johnson as the wide receiver two in Pittsburgh this year. But I think in the 14th round, it doesn't really matter which one it is because um, the 14th round, you can afford to burn a pick on a potential wide receiver two of a team that's going to have Ben Roethlisberger throwing for hopefully 5,000 yards. Do you think he has, uh, do you think James Washington um, gets ahead of Claypool as well? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's um, Johnson or Washington that, that gets the, the two spots. Um, with uh, Claypool down to four, but they're interchangeable. Those three, I wouldn't be surprised to to see any any of those three finishes the second. But for me, it's it's going to be Washington or Johnson. And um, with Big Ben, sorry, go on. No, sorry, I was just going to say, I wonder if they're going to they're talking about putting Juju back in the slot um, now. Chase Claypool, who's drafted from the, the team that I follow in college, Notre Dame, and he he's. Uh, he's, a, he's like a tight end. He's massive and he can play like a slot slash tight end role. So I wonder if it's going to be James Washington one side um, with uh, uh, Deontay Johnson the other. And then as the slots, uh, Juju and um, Claypool playing that fourth guy who is in for four wide receiver sets. But when they go down to three, then he's the guy that drops off maybe. But then you've got McDonald and Ebron at, at tight end. So there's a lot of mouth to the feed in the offense. And it's, it's not one that gets talked about an awful lot. Mm-hmm. And they've got a, a seemingly unclear running back situation. We, we anticipate that James Conner will be the starter, but he has not been the most reliable with his, with his health. Yeah. James is a resident Steeler fan in the room. What, what do you think the, the target share in Pittsburgh is going to look like this year? Yeah, I've been struggling because I don't think they have an awful lot of faith in Washington because I think he may well he would have proven it a little bit more last season. I mean, okay, they'll want to give him a shot with Ben and have a bit more stability at quarterback, but 
I think they see a lot more in Deontay Johnson than they see in James Washington as a sort of prospect, shall we say. So I can see it being Juju and Johnson that take a lot of the burden. I think Ebron will be a red zone only idea. I think McDonald will be used a bit down the middle, but I think that's where Claypool gets a bit of a split into the system. I think you're going to see all of them used, but it's it's why it's why a lot of them will drop down ADPs throughout throughout this sort of build up to the next season because people are going. The more you start analysing it, the more you realise that there could be some kind of split. But I just think with Juju, the cream will just rise to the top, and it's all really about Ben because with the Steelers last year, you have really got very little data to go on. Are we saying that Mason Rudolph and Devlin Duck Hodges were not were not viable replacements for for Ben? <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I wanted to see. I was going to say, to be honest, that the idea was just quackers, but I, I didn't oh. want to stoop that low, and then oh, I just did. Dear. Here we go, that it's ruined good. my earlier plus points. Damn it, <laughs> uh, think... anyway, I'm, I'm back on the clock. I'm gonna call no, I'm tempted to fall get away. No, you've, 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 you've lost the right to pick here. We go, I'm joking, of course. Who have you got? I am going to take another gamble on a rookie who could have a good season, could be waiver wire fodder within a couple of weeks, but I'm going to go with it. And it's Henry Ruggs. The first wide receiver drafted this year off the board. Having seen all those other rookie wide receivers go off the board, the one who was picked first in real life is still there in an offense that was crying out for a wide receiver one because Tyrell Williams is not one of those. They've already got Hunter Renfro already in the slot, who was on my potential draft list. But Ruggs is a, a bit of a boom or bust at this point. Wide receiver is where I was staying, so I'm going to take the shot. And if I get it wrong, he can just go back on the waiver wire and there are plenty of other wide receivers I can pick up. And Rob, back over to you. I'm just looking at my, my rankings, actually, for this last pick, because obviously I've got a pick of defence um, with my last, last pick. Uh, but I've got this pick now, which... Is my last player, and I'm looking and I'm thinking. Uh, I've got obviously, we all know that I'm very high on Derrington Evans, especially PPR, because I think he's going to get all the passing work out of the backfield. He'd be a very good option for me here. Um, I like um, just going down the board. Cam Akers is still there. I mean, I know he was mentioned earlier in the podcast, he's still available. He could be the, the number one guy, he could be that girly role, um, in, in for the Rams, so he could be a good pick here. Um, Keyshawn Vaughn is still on the board again, and he could be the number one guy for Tom Brady. We know Tom Brady likes to throw the ball to the wide receiver, see James White for the last five, five running years. back. Uh, sorry, running back, yeah. Um, so there's plenty of good options there. Um, sorry, I'm 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 passing time because I don't know who I'm going to pick. <laughs> I'm trying to get it. I could tell. I could tell you were stalling. It was... <laughs> I am stalling. Uh, wide receiver Deontay Johnson. I really like for Pittsburgh. We just spoke about them. Um, go on, go on. That means we've got one each. Uh, no, because <laughs> do you know what? I'm I'm going to trust my instincts with my rankings. I'm, I'm going to take the highest ranked player um, on my board, which. And it does kind of, it's a safety blanket for me, considering, like I've been saying, I've got 
three rookie wide receivers and two sophomore wide receivers in my team. I'm going to take a veteran here, a uh, wide receiver, and it's a guy who could potentially um, get – it could be a target hog for the New York Jets, and that is Jameson Crowder. So it's a safety blanket. It's a last pick for me. Um, and, yeah, there's no, there's no lose at this pick. No, it's your penultimate pick. You've still got your 15.3. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's got to be a defense, though, right? No. Well, I haven't got defense yet, so you're not forced. This is another one of those beautiful tactics that I've okay. picked up over the years. Is if if the draft rules state you do not state you have to draft every position, a lot of people, me included, will often leave the defense as in at all, and just when you get to week one, just stream straight away, and whichever player of yours is either inevitably got injured in preseason which isn't so much of a problem this year, or is it more likely to be this year, opted out due to COVID, you can just drop them and that's where your defence comes. And if, if everyone by some fluke or miracle is available, you just go with the one who you sort of have the least faith in or just generally whoever you picked in the last round. And then you can pick up your defence later sure. on. It's, unless, unless, to be honest, you've got a defence that you really rate that is still there. No, I, I've, I am a... Comp- I am the driving force behind streaming defense. I do it every year and it's worked so far for me in my fantasy football career. So I shall continue to do that. So if that's the rules we're going down where you don't have to draft um, a defense, I won't. Um, I would love to pick up Derrington Evans here, but I think reality is he's going to be on the waiver wire come week one, week two. Um, Whereas I think I'm going to go for value here. Uh, and pick the highest rated player I've got at tight end. Yeah. And that will be, drum roll please, it's not Hayden Hurst, it's Mike Kosicki. Ooh. Yeah, no, Hayden Hurst for me is my wide receiver tool of 14. Uh, <laughs> tight end. God damn it. I'm tired. I've had 4 a.m. starts. Leave me alone. Um, this is my tight end 14 in PPR. Mike Kosicki is my tight end 10. Lovely. James, who is your final pick of the first full 10 yards mock draft? It's one of those, if I hadn't gone Dallas Goddard a few rounds ago, this would have been Jalen Rager. But that's sort of, not, that's kind of out of the question now. I already have, again, because I've drafted Dallas Goddard in line with Mark Andrews, I'm not going to pick Hayden Hurst either. All these people, if, I do, if the roster construction had meant that I could pick either of those two, I would have done it in a heartbeat. I was so tempted just to take Darian Tedevis just to say, no, he won't be on the way of a wire in week one. <laughs> but I will refrain from that for now. I could take a fourth quarterback, but um, to be honest, I don't think... Um, I think, to be honest, whenever it comes to birthdays, there's already a health risk when it comes to candles. So I shall leave those off the board. So that leaves me basically looking down wide receiver or actually picking a defence. But I'd rather pick a wide receiver flyer. And I'm between Preston Williams, who could well have some particular relevance in Miami now that uh, the regime is essentially changing, Um, or take a bit of a stab at guessing who will be Aaron Rodgers' wide receiver too, which I currently think will be Alan Lazard. But because I'm not overly confident in that as a prediction, Preston Williams is going to be my last pick. And that leaves me... On, well, not on the turn, but it's Mr. Irrelevance at the 15.12 pick. No, we don't um, think you are that bad. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's tuned out at this point. They, they've heard your last. <laughs> um, I think I lost everyone with my little rant there, didn't I? With my uh, with my stalling. I think they had already gone with the uh, the pun battle that went on in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) I think I think swiftly moved on. Just that was it. (laughs) Loving the puns Um, and slightly dirty tactics here from David trying to uh, talk the the two co people out of um, taking defenses just so I can ensure that mine was here for the last pick. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers defense. I absolutely love it this year. Their D line, they've got Bosa, they've added Linval Joseph, Melvin Ingram, they've got Denzel Perryman, uh, Kenneth Murray, their first round draft pick at the linebacker spot. And then in the uh, defensive backfield, they've got Chris Harris, Derwin James, Casey Haywood. What a defense that is going yeah, to be definitely. this year. I can't wait to see it. And I think they're going to put up some big fantasy numbers. Um, you've got sack artists all over the field. You've got Derwin James. He's going to be touching the ball at every single opportunity that he can. And I think considering some of the defences that have gone before that and particularly the New England one that went all the way back in the 11th mm. round, I've yeah. got some great value there. And it means I don't have to, to stream. So our next episode, we've, we've touched about some of this at some points throughout this draft today. We'll be looking at draft strategies so we'll be really exploring how each different type of draft that you do will affect um, how you draft and how the people that you are drafting with. Like, Rob, you mentioned before that you'd spotted that no quarterbacks had been selected by the, the two guys on the turn. And yep. although it didn't pan out. <laughs> it backfired, yeah. <laughs> things that we do need to be looking for when you are drafting. So we'll be going into more detail in next week's episode with draft strategies. So... Are we happy with our teams, guys? Rob, is there is there any position that you feel like you're particularly lacking? Are you genuinely, generally happy with how that went? Well, genuinely, I am generally. You know, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Um, I think what we should do is probably put our teams up on on the Twitter and get the uh, the, the the fearless fans to uh, to be voting on our on the on the the winning team which obviously will be mine um, but uh, let's just recap for me I, I went for Josh Allen Drew Locke and Joe Burrow as my free quarterbacks uh, youthful um, use the legs uh, got plenty of, of arm talent so I'm happy with those guys running backs uh, Ezekiel Elliott Joe Mixon, Le'Veon Bell, and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I, lo- I love them them guys. For me, plenty of upside. Wide receiver is a little bit dicey just because there's a lot of unproven players in this squad, but I'm willing to take the risk. I think I've got some really good upside guys. Terry McLaurin, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Jerry Judy, Derek I. Slayton, Justin Jefferson, Jameson Crowder, and then my two tight ends, Zach Ertz, the PPR machine, and and Mike Kosicki, who, again, is, is a is a is a dice roll, but I think he's going to be a really good tight end this year for fantasy football. Lovely. James, how are you feeling about your roster? Um, I'm feeling quite fun. I'm feeling really good actually about it overall. Um, I've got 118 years worth of experience <laughs> at life in Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger and Philip Rivers, a quarterback, all still very relevant quarterbacks with, yeah, granted, they're not going to be the most mobile. I mean, you can't exactly use the Zimmer frame to get through the offensive line, but they're still they're in heavy passing offenses, and in PPR leagues, at least I've got people to team up with them. Um, 
so I fancy, I fancy my chances with those three. Austin Eckler, Chris Carson, Kenyon Drake, Raheem Mostert, DeAndre Swift as my running back room. That feels really solid. And it feels like a lot of people who I'd be quite happy to have as either my two or three down in my five and sixes, which always feels like a good place to be in. Wide receiver room, Michael Thomas and Juju is the first two. Feeling very happy about that. I think Juju is an argument for the steal of the draft. Um, we discussed, it's the one that we discussed at, at time of, hip, of drafting, so I feel like that's a given. Marvin Jones, uh, Henry Ruggs, Preston Williams as backups, which also feels pretty good. There's enough, enough difference between safety blanket and dart throw to feel like something's going to hit. And then Mark Andrews and Dallas Goddard feels like a tight end room I'd be happy with because that's basically my tight ends three and six. And no defence because, well, that's the way I roll. And finally, looking at my roster, we've not quite got the age that you've got in the quarterback room, James, but we've got plenty of experience in Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford and Cam Newton over in New England. In the running back room, I might have to be using the waiver wire if injuries flare up, but I've got Josh Jacobs, Todd Gurley, Darius Geis and Jordan Howard. And Josh Jacobs I particularly love as I am... I've planted the flag and I will die on that hill that he will be the three down back in Las Vegas this year. I have got the guys that are going to get the four most yards per reception in the league in Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown, Devontae Parker and Robbie Anderson. And we've also got James Washington in there as well. Blake Jarwin and TJ Hawkinson in the tight end room. Uh, Both guys who will break out this year compared to what they have done previously in the league. And finally, the Los Angeles Chargers defense, only one of the three of us to select a defense, but I think a streaming option is perfectly viable. Okay, so what a great time we had doing that. It was a really fun competitive draft. We will put it out there to see who has got the best team on the Twitter polls. Remember, you can find us at F10Y Fantasy. And now we've got a brand new segment to the show, it is play your ADP right. So we have got the wheel of names. We have put everybody who is on Fantasy Football Calculator tonight in a 12-team PPR league, and we will spin the wheel to present a name. And all you have to do is tell me if the next player to come off the wheel is going to have a higher ADP or a lower ADP. So James, we're going to go first with you. And your first player up is... Jarek McKinnon. Wow. <laughs> so, right, just to clarify, higher or lower? Higher, <laughs> which one is one and a one and which one is undraftable? <laughs> uh, so, the higher ADP will be, uh, they've got higher ADP, so they're further on in the draft. So, a undraftable, a lower ADP will be a first round guy. So, I'm going to go lower. In the okay. hope that this hasn't got literally every player in the known universe and we're going to end up coming out with something like other BC Johnson again. <laughs> so, Jared McKinnon has an ADP of 14.04. Let's spin the wheel to see who we get next. You've gone lower than 14.04. It is... There he is, guys. You're safe. Uh, <laughs> ching. A difficult one. An ADP of 7.02. Are you going to go higher or lower? <laughs> I don't think you've got a lot of data to go on here, Rob. <laughs> oh, is it me? I, I thought you'd do No, you'd no, it's James. James. James, you're going all the way through. Oh, do I keep going? Until, until yeah, you yeah, bust. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, in which, 
in which case, yeah, I've got a lot of thinking to do. <laughs> um, oh, whatever. Higher. Okay, let's spin the wheel. And no, it is Devontae Adams at 109. <laughs> well, that went well. You managed to correctly guess one. one. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be honest, considering I, I hadn't even got a fundamental understanding of the rules, that's probably an achievement. <laughs> oh, you must have seen play your cards, right? With um, I oh, had, but I hadn't Brucey quite done bonus. it. Brucey bonus. You normally have to only deal with, you know, sort of ace through king, not... Uh, yeah, 15, 16, however many rounds worth of players. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rob, so you take over with Devontae Adams at 109. Are you going higher or lower? So, lower lower is second round onwards, right? Correct. Lower. That's a bold move at 109. Will it pay off? <laughs> <laughs> and it's has done we have got jk dobbins which yeah that's uh it's not it's not left you a very nice one here so jk dobbins with a 705 adp are you going higher or lower oh that's rough uh that's right in the middle isn't it yep <laughs> uh higher you're going for higher it's aj brown the gamble's paid off Whoop, 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 whoop. With an ADP of 407 in a 12 team PPR league. So, AJ Brown, 407, higher or lower? Lower. We're going for lower. Preston Williams. So, yes, you stay in the game. Woo woo. With his ADP of 1302. I think I know what I'd go for this time, but Rob, are you going higher or lower than Preston Williams? Higher. We're going for higher. And we have got, oh, it's landed well. It's Joe Mixon. I don't think <laughs> ah, it could have yeah. gone too much better for you. So Joe Mixon with an ADP of 109, same as Devontae Adams. Are you going higher or lower? Lower. He's going for an ADP lower than the Bengals running back. It's Tyreek Hill. Where is Tyreek Hill's ADP? It's 201. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Scraped through to round seven. Okay, so for your seventh pick, are you going higher or lower than Tyreek Hill? I can I can hear all the all the the the, uh, the crowd cheering. They're saying lower. I think I'm going to go lower, lower, lower. He's gone lower. It is. It's Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Or Jefferson, as I've spelt it. Um, <laughs> Justin <laughs> Jefferson. I think that's a much better name. I think uh, he's missed a trick there. But at uh, 11.05, you've made it through to the next round. Just three more picks to go. Are you going higher or lower than Justin Jefferson? I'm going to go lower. Lower than Justin Jefferson. Yeah. It is the New England defence. Oh! Oh, their ADP. They've got to be lower than Jefferson, surely. Just 11-10. Straight <laughs> oh, through. Straight through yeah. by five picks with the New England defence. I'm sure that will um, decline further in the next few days as we see the effects of the players that have opted out on the season. But going into round nine, are you going higher or lower than the New England defence? <laughs> higher this time. The gamble paid off last time. We're going to go higher this time. It's Cortland Sutton. The gam- Well, the gamble, it wasn't a gamble, but uh, <laughs> we've gone through for Cortland Sutton at 512. 5-12, okay. To get through all the way in just the second attempt at the game, are you going higher or lower than Cortland Sutton? Uh, lower. Let's go lower. 
Lower. It's Julio Jones at 201. Ah! <laughs> oh, <laughs> at the no! last hurdle. As oh, so often geez. it's with the watching the Grand National, it's always my horse that falls <laughs> at the last. Yeah. But unfortunately, <laughs> you lasted nine rounds and we will carry on next week to see if anyone can complete the <laughs> wheel of AD. No. Play your ADP right. ADP right. <laughs> we'll see if anyone At least can get your own show name right. <laughs> Play your ADP right. It's a brand new show. We'll we'll get in and we'll get some uh, we'll get some listeners on the show at some point to see if they can do any better than Rob or James there. To be so, fair, I don't think you could do it, go any lower. Well, yeah, with your your one your one correct guess, but um, not just the show in general. Oh um, right, wow. <laughs> Well, I, I, I yeah. for one think it's quite a good show, David. Actually, I really enjoyed it. Thank well, you. I, I can tell from the feedback by who did well and who didn't do so well in in the game. So, um, yeah, maybe we'll get some nice sounding drops for this, and we can uh, really jazz it up a little bit. So, going into the final segment of the show, it's everybody's favourite segment. It's time for trade of the day. And as always, we have taken some trades from Twitter. If you've got any that we would like, you would like us to discuss, please get in touch at F10Y Fantasy. But Rob, you are up first. This is a dynasty league. And on one side of the ball, we have got JJ Arcega-Whiteside. And on the other side, we have got a 2022 second round pick. Um, do you know what? I'd be, um, I'm keeping JJ Arcega-Whiteside. Just because, uh, you know, we know Alshon Jeffrey is likely to start on the PUP. Um, we know that Marquis Goodwin has recently just said that he's not coming play, to play this year because he's on the, the COVID list. So um, there are, there's going to be, um, there's going to be plenty of, of receptions up for grabs. And JJ Oxega Whiteside has to be one of the three wide receivers out there. So I'd, I'd probably keep him this year because I think he might be um, might be of use. Yeah. However, Twitter is not in favour of you. 62.8% of the Twitter poll said that they would rather have the 2022 second. So maybe they Well, are. then I must be wrong because <laughs> Twitter said so. <laughs> maybe they're just not keeping up with the, the, the news around the uh, Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles wide receivers. So James... As ever, it's a pen and paper job for this one. There was a lot to take in, but uh, I know you've uh, you've learned from week one. So this is a tiered PPR system. So running backs get half a point, wide receivers get a full point, and tight ends get one and a half points. It is also a super flex 12-team league. Are you with me so far, James? Just, just, <laughs> just, yeah. And it's players versus picks. So on one side of the ball, we have got Tua, Jerry Judy, and Mike Gasicki. Yep. And on the other side, we've got five. That is five first-round picks. Two coming in 2021, two coming in 2022, and one coming in 2023. So that is a heck of a haul of picks for those three very young players in a tiered PPR league, who have you got? <laughs> um, okay. Without, again, don't know how you've got multiple first-rounders from other trades. Don't know the squad depth. Uh, assuming they probably don't have a, a starting tight end in this situation, 
if you're going to spend that much capital on Gesicki was one. I mean, it's probably if you're in win now mode, you keep the firsts. I know it seems a bit of a odd strategy, but Tua this this year, Tua, Judy, Gesicki, I don't think are going to win your team a league. And to be fair, five firsts isn't going to win you a league this year, but it may well do you better in the future. I'm really having to flip flop in my head. I feel like it's too obvious just to say five firsts because at the end of the day, those three would have been three firsts. So yeah, I think I think I'm sticking with the whole. I'd keep the picks at this point, but again, it's all that would be all down to roster construction. If if the roster is so deep that there is nothing on the waiver wire, then yes. But uh, if it's a pretty standard one, there's only maybe six or seven bench spots, then I'd be keeping the picks all day. Yeah, and 69% of Twitter agrees with you. Rob, what are your thoughts on that? Players or picks? Um, what James said. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. in less words. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with James pretty much. Um and obviously, as we just established, if Twitter agrees, then it must be right. And Rob, one day you will get the, the lengthy two-sided trade and James, I'll give you the nice, easy... Um, <laughs> no, I, one no please. I'm good. No, no, I'm good. Thanks. Um, I haven't got... Uh, clearly, James is the, the intelligent one out of... Out of I don't want to say us three because that belittles you, David, but out of me and him, James is clearly the intelligent one. I get the like the, the one-for-one trades. Uh, would you trade a kicker for Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> Um, Depends which kicker it is. <laughs> uh, brilliant. As we're on this uh, little section, let me give you one, David, because um, I feel like you always miss out, so I always like to get you one. Um, now, this is a um, asking for a friend. May or may not be uh, my dynasty league here. Uh, <laughs> so would you trade away Curtis Samuel and a 2021 first round pick, which is likely going to be uh, a, a low pick, so 111, 112 potentially, um, for David Johnson and Corey Davis. Now it's a 0.5 PPR Dynasty League. 0.5 PPR Dynasty League. Um, Corey Davis, what is he, the third targeted player in a team that's going to run the ball a lot this season uh, and DJ who's in a brand new offense and we aren't sure as to whether he is still going to be the three down back there with with Duke Johnson just behind him so I'm high on Curtis Samuel he was the player who had the least fantasy points last year that was targeted over 100 times. So I think they've had an upgrade at quarterback this year with two-glove Teddy, and regression to the mean suggests that he is going to improve. Uh, six touchdowns last year for Curtis Samuel and 600 yards, so I think he's got a good chance at, at cracking on and aiming for maybe top 25 this year. And the first-round pick as well, I know you say that it's it's a low first-round pick, but yeah, I'm going, I'm going for the first half of the trade. I'm going for Curtis Samuel and the 2021 first-round pick, albeit a low one. So, asking for a friend, are you not worried about Robbie Anderson coming into the, the Panthers? Uh, are you worried that, uh, are you not worried that Teddy Bridgewater, albeit an upgrade to the mess they had there last year, is still not uh, sort of a, an elite-level quarterback? Um, are you, is there any worries with Curtis Samuels at all? 
Of course there is. Um, he's probably the wide receiver three there with, with DJ Moore as well. Of co- Well, wide receiver four if you include Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, ex- exactly, yeah. Um, but for me, Carolina are going to have to pass the ball all the time this year. They are going to be a poor team and they're going to find themselves behind a lot. So there is going to be a lot of a lot of mouths to feed. And I know that um, Greg Olsen's gone now, so there, there are some more targets. Ian Thomas isn't going to take up. A, um, a Greg Olson share of targets there. So, no, I'm, I'm, it is finally going to be Curtis Samuel's breakout year, and <laughs> no, I'm going to stick. So, um, okay. which, which side did your friend have, just out of interest, Rob? Uh, my friend currently owns Curtis Samuel, and uh, what might probably be a late 2021 pick, considering the pick this year was the last in the... In the um, in the picks. Well, congratulations to your friend. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he he really enjoyed it. He had a good night out. Um, he he won a fancy ring that he may or may not wear, wear to bed. Um, and uh, yeah, he's very interested in David Johnson and Corey Davis. But I will pass on the information, David. Thank you very much. No, well, I hope your friend's listening to the show, of course. And a big shout out to your. I friend. hardly doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just just in case, um, big shout out to to your unnamed friend Rob. So on that bombshell, just I'll give him a shout out. His name's Gob Rimwood. Ah, okay, Gob Rimwood. Rimwood. <laughs> get on with the show. <laughs> just when I said the show couldn't get any lower. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, we've got no listeners left now. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Let's get wrapped up. I just should innuendo everywhere. Um, follow us on Twitter at F10Y Fantasy. You can find me at Dav underscore F10Y. Rob, where can we find you? <laughs> you don't want to know. Uh, no, you can find me uh, at FF Britballer. <laughs> and James, finally yourself. Uh, as always, at NFL Hype Train. Wonderful. Let's get this show done. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next week. You've been listening to the Full 10 Yards Fantasy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at F10Y Fantasy and over on our website www.full10yards.com where we cater to all of your American football needs from NFL General, Fantasy Football, College Football and even Britball. Thanks for listening and remember folks, keep those eyes peeled. <laughs>